Thank you for joining us this Friday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And today's message is found in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 1 through 18, and verses 22 through 28. And the title of our message today is The Shepherd and the Sheep. And today I have Noah with me, and I would like for Noah to read the scripture for us. Noah? A reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, starting with verse 1. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who enters not the, sh the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a robber and a thief. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he, and he calls his own sheep by name, and leads them out. When he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice, they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he had spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes not, comes not except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, but a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and am known by my own. As, my, as the Father knows me, even so I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep, and other sheep I have which are not of this fold. They will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore my Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay down my life on my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. This command I have received from the Father. Verse 22. Now was the Feast of Dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the porch, in the temple, in Solomon's porch. Then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, How long will you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. 
but you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, that they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. The word of the Lord. Amen. Thank you for that, Noah. I really appreciate you reading the scripture today. And in John chapter 10, the title of the message is The Shepherd and His Sheep. You know, Jesus was the master of using simple everyday objects or events to illustrate profound spiritual truths. And we'll look at that in a moment. He used the farmer scattering seeds, the vine sustaining the branches, and the sparrow falling to the earth. All took on new insights and dimension in Jesus' eyes. In John chapter 10, we see Jesus using this scene of a shepherd enclosing his sheep into a fold to give us one of the most moving pictures of salvation and security found in Christ anywhere in the Bible. If you've ever doubted the love of Christ, Jesus will give you a healthy dose of assurance in this chapter. So let's take a look at this. He said, I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs by a, some other way, is a thief and a robber. And he's telling us that Jesus is the only way, he's the only truth, and he's the only giver of life. We know that the shepherd in biblical times, there was not really a gate as per se, there was a fence around, but there was no gate, and the shepherd would lie across the gate at night with his shepherds, with his staff, and the sheep knew not to cross over. But if the shepherd wasn't there, then the gate was wide open, not only for the sheep to wander, but for the wild animals to enter. He talks about this watchman, opens the gates for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his sheep by name and leads them out. He calls each and every one of us by name today, and many don't heed the, don't heed the call. Sometimes he gives us a wake-up call or a warning to bring us back into right relationship with him. Just like the lost sheep of the 99 and you know, 100 sheep, and he, had 99, he left the 99 to find the one, and he used the staff to pull him out, the little crook on the end, pull him out of the thickets, the one lost sheep. Jesus is just like that. He calls each and every one of us. He wants none to perish. So as we look at it, we know the sheep hear his voice, but it says they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. You know, we have many voices calling us today, many things that want to distract us, or want to get our attention. And Lord, sometimes those things are more important than the Lord. Facebook, uh, Instagram, all these other things, the internet even, you know, there's so much out there clamoring for our attention. 
but we have the Word of God that we need to stay focused upon. And he's reminding us, don't let the strangers' voices call us away. Jesus used this figurative language of speech to these men and Jews he was talking to in the crowd, but they didn't understand what he was saying. So Jesus decided he was going to break it down even further. In verse 7, he says, Therefore, Jesus says again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He's telling us he's the only way. There's only one way to Jesus. He will come in and go out and find pasture. It means that God will take care of us. And it doesn't mean we're a robot or we're a slave or we're going to be uh, under these strict rules that we can't live life. He says we can come and we can go. And he find pasture, meaning he will provide for us. The thief comes to only steal and destroy and to kill. But he came to give life, and that's life eternal, to have it to fullness. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. Once again, he mentions it. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. We know that Jesus died and was put into a tomb and was resurrected on the third day. So he gave us the hope of eternity. The hope that we will be with him always. It tells us here about this hired hand that is not a shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. And then the wolf attacks the flock and they scatter. Why does it mention this here? But we have to know what a hired hand or a hireling is. And that's someone that is paid a money, someone that fills in. Maybe the shepherd had to go get food, or maybe the shepherd had to go get something. So they brought someone to come and look after the sheep. But those people weren't interested in taking care of the sheep. They were just interested in getting money, to getting benefits for themselves. So they were not reliable people. But he says in 14, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. That's amazing that he laid down his life for us. He is the only way today. He is the only truth, and he is the giver of life. So we can trust him as the good shepherd. Like I said, we who enter the gate will be saved. Jesus tells us again that he is the good shepherd who will lay down his life. And we know he did that. But we know that he also rose again. In verse 16, it talks about these other sheep. And they are those who are lost sometimes. They are those that he doesn't let go astray. 
Jesus is always calling. In John 3:16 and 17 and 18, it tells us that God sent his son. For all who believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So, as we look at these verses, we can see how Jesus talks about the shepherd and how he cares for his sheep. So we'll go on and it says in verse 17, the reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life and take it up again. He was going to be that sacrifice for redemption of man, of mankind. He said, no one takes it away, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down and the authority to take it up again. This is a command I received from my father. So we know, even though the Jews killed him, and the Romans played their part, we still know that it was the will of God. It was not something that man, because Jesus rose again, he had to fulfill the promises. So then we see here, Jesus at the temple in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews gathered around him again, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. How much more could he tell them? They saw the miracles, but they did not believe. Only the sheep will recognize the voice of Jesus. It gives us hope and a promise of eternal life with him. So let's look at the other scripture. Jesus says, I did not tell, I did tell you, but you did not believe the miracles I do in my father's name. Speak of me, but you do not believe you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall not perish. No one shall snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. But then we see the Jews were not still upset over that. But the Bible says not all people are going to believe. There are going to be sheep and there's going to be goats, one to the right, one to the left. So, how will you respond to the promises and assurance of Jesus that he gives to his sheep in verse 29? Do we, 29, he said, no one will take us away from the Father. And he says there, verse 30, I and the Father are one. So another scripture says, he who seen me has seen the Father. I can imagine what it would have been like to be there during that time when Jesus was giving this message or this uh, analogy of the shepherd and the sheep. So where is your assurance today? Is your assurance in Christ today? Do you hear his voice?
Do you listen? There shall be one flock and one shepherd, and they will listen to my voice. So we want to close today and remind ourselves of what this story was about. Like I said in the beginning, Jesus uses this scene of the shepherd enclosing the sheep in a sheepfold to give us one of the moving pictures of salvation and security found in Christ anywhere in the Bible. Jesus will give you a healthy dose of assurance today. Jesus is the hope. No matter what you're facing today, no matter what what tomorrow holds, we give it to the Lord. Just like the shepherd that took care of the sheep, as long as the shepherd was there, the sheep were safe. Today, is he your great shepherd? Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we want to praise God for giving us such a good shepherd as the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that we have the hope, the hope and the assurance of salvation, of redemption, the hope of living a life in you. Lord, you tell us we give our life over to you and then you give it back to us for service. Lord, you didn't say it would be easy. Sometimes the road can be quite rough and bumpy. Sometimes the road can be like climbing a mountain. But Lord, you said, like we talked earlier this week, you will never leave us or forsake us. You are there in the valley and you are there on the mountaintop. And Lord, sometimes it can be just like the stock market scale. Sometimes life can be up one day and down the next. Sometimes we can be on the mountaintop for a long time. And then the valley will rise, will, will come. But Lord, you said you would be with us in the valley. Lord, we want to thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you are the shepherd and that we can hear your voice. So as we close out this week of messages, Lord, we thank you for the podcast. We thank you that we're able to share the word of God across to the United States, to Mauritius, where we are, as well as around the world, in India and other places where people can hear even on mainland Africa. Lord, this is your ministry. It's not mine. But I'm grateful that you give me the opportunity to speak your word, to say your word. So, Lord, we pray for this coming week and for the messages that you'd have on Monday as we begin a new week. We pray for a fresh and a new anointing of messages. And Lord, we thank you that Noah was allowed to uh, be a vital part, that he was home from uh, on holiday from school, that he could, could be able to read the scripture. It's important that we involve people. So in the future, we look forward to having other people speak and other people become a, a, a vital part of what we're doing. 
what we're doing to reach this world for you. So we thank you for you being the Good Shepherd. We ask this in the precious and most holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen, and have a good weekend. God bless. Pastor Doug Solomon, thank you for joining us on Hope for Today.